Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and Shabbat Shalom. Um, we are on judges. We're picking up like um, we're picking up from last week when it was the introduction of Shimshon. So we will be doing judges 16, 17, and 18, which is the next to the last cliff note lesson. Now, what I want to say about this is before we get into it. You know, usually I do a cliff note just to give you um, um, what went on, my words, like cliff note. Um, more than likely, I would, you know, just read through the scriptures, but just not every um, verse. And then give you a little bit of background. I will be drinking my tea. So just know if you hear short silences, it's the tea drinking because my throat. So through those cliff notes, you get to understand what went on in each book. So 16, chapter 16, I'm not going to cliff note. I'm going to read it right from the King James. And the reason why I'm going to read it from the King James is because I want you to understand authentically what happened. Now, you know that I read from different Bibles. The ESV, which is the English Standard Version, if I just want you to know regular stuff. But the King James, which is the closest to the actual Sefa, or I could just go into the Sefa and just read it. Now, remember, the King James, King James himself paid Hebrews to do the book. So that was the closest. Now, remember, there's thousands of other books that was done by Gentiles and pagans. You already know what a pagan is. So you know their stuff, They'll, they're going to change it. If I go to the CIFA, if I go to the King James, that's the closest. Because the CIFA, is, in today's times, they go to the actual Hebrew, uh, the Paleo-Hebrew, and they use the names and all the names that's supposed to be in there. That's the closest. And then it's the King James. The reason why I'm going to read from the King James is because the King James didn't... Um, didn't um, leave out a particular part that I need you to understand. Why is it important? Because many people believe that these scriptures are for certain, um, are the history of certain people, whereas it isn't. The true children of Israel, the blood covenant, the contract with the man himself that the Most High made is a particular uh, man of a particular um, set apart people. 
these set apart people are melanated people. And throughout the years, they were told that they wasn't. They were told that they'll always be slaves. They were told that they were Gentiles. They were told that there was a curse on them, et cetera, et cetera, which there is a curse on them, but not the curse that the heathen, pagan Gentiles are telling them. So when people are going to church, this, uh, and I always talk about religion versus um, bloodline, and I have done a lesson with that. Uh, in regards to that, go to the platform library. That's why the platform library is important. Religion is a social construct. Even when people say, oh, I don't believe in religion, I believe in science. Science is also a social construct. Um, science is as natural as learning how things work. And that is actually one of the definitions of it. Learning how a particular thing works. That's science. Um, science is also uh, testing a theory. And when you test it and you keep getting the same answer, that's science. So people use that um, to say, okay, I, I'm going to believe what's tested and theorized. And if the test is a true test and you keep getting the same answer from that test, that's what I'm going to believe. But everything can't be tested. So that's why you shouldn't use, I don't believe in um, religion, I believe in science. Both of them are social constructs. So the words that people should use or what people should trust is their own um, um, research. That's what they should do. I don't want to get away from the subject, but um, the reason why I'm reading straight out um, chapter 16 is because I need people to understand who these people are. It's never, well, I'm not going to say it's never going to say black and white because it will say at certain points black and white. But these are the books that was either done away with or nobody talks about. It does say black or white. It does. It says white in regards to the diseases that are in uh, the Bible. And it also says white as in purity. But it doesn't say white as in a person, as in a physical makeup or a per of a person. However, it does say black as a physical makeup of a person. But people don't talk about those scriptures. The reason why I do a cliff note period or even this scriptural platform itself is because I'm tired of the bullcrap. Okay. I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of all of this. And if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So that is why this platform was designed. Now, I didn't want to get up here and start saying this. I just wanted to go into the lesson. But I feel like since there's, so, there's been so many lies being spewed throughout my years and everybody else's years, it's time for the truth to come down. Now, the most high said truth will be revealed. How will it be revealed? Any way the most high tends to reveal it. By using pagans, by using the children of Israel, by using whoever. And if you're paying attention, then you will learn. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. So in this um, in this platform, we're going to tell the truth, honey. We're going to tell the truth and we're going to shame the devil. We're going to prick hearts. We're going to admonish people. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. No matter how you learn, you are going to learn it, Okay. Even through um, scriptural jewels and, and um, cliff notes and um, um, 
other uh, news that I upload and even um, scriptural guest lessons and guest lecturers. You're going to learn some things here. I'm just letting you know. So with that being said, I will be reading from the King James on Judges chapter 16. We are talking about Shimshon and his name was changed to Samson. His original name is Shimshon. And I need you to understand that and know that because name changing is important. Also go to that, um, that um, lecture that I did on um, what's in the name. It's important. I already told you people of power are able to change names or people um, of loved ones of family members. If they're not your family members and they change your name, know that it's somebody of power who conquered your people and changed names. And there is a reason for that. But we're not going to go into that right now, but just know that I will be reading from the King James Version on Judges ver uh, chapter 16 and then chapter 17 and 18. I'm just going to go to the Amplified Bible, understand and know that. And there's a reason and I'm going to tell you why. All right. I also want to say, if I haven't said Shabbat Shalom to you, Shabbat Shalom. I just came out the gate going in, didn't I? Um, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your day. Usually when I do uh, um upload, I do it um either one o'clock or a little after one. Um, so that, you know. I have enough time to do what I have to do and just upload. Um, <laughs> all right. We are on Judges 16, 17, and 18. And that is um, footflow number six. Um, of Judges. Okay. Number six. Um, judges outline, which is a quick note, number six. Now, remember, um, Shimshon was messing with a woman who he called a heifer, and she was given to his friend. He was very upset about that and then caused all kind of trouble. We understand also through Shimshon who they call Samson. Sim Shimshon is his real name, the Hebrew name, that he's very strong. I mean, extremely strong. Okay? Um, and he was one of the judges. And his downfall was heifers, hoes from other nations. Now, you already know what the law is. We already discussed the law. We talked about it in um, Leviticus, which is one of the 613 laws. And we also talked about it in Deuteronomy with the blessings and the curses. So we also know that the Most High does not take back his word. So he did not change his mind. Oh, yeah, you could go mess with anybody else. Never change his mind. The law stands when you don't listen to the law. You already know what happens to you. If you don't know, go to Deuteronomy 28. I already read that out too. I did that as a complete lesson itself. I did not cliff note that at all. As a matter of fact, that's like one of the longest, the blessings and the curses. So if you listen to the Lord, statutes and precepts and commands of the Most High, you will be blessed. If not, you will be cursed. 
You wonder why the children of Israel, the blood covenant children of Israel, going through the things that they're going through now, Jacob's trouble, is because they don't listen. And they will continue to be reprimanded until they start listening. So now we're on Judges 16. And I'm going through it um, in the King James. This is what it says. We are picking up from last week. Judge 16, chapter 16. Then went Shimshon to Gaza and said, and saw a harlot. Now, you already know what a harlot is. You know we're in the um, King James, so naturally they're going to say a harlot, but it's a hoe. You already know it's a hoe. If the Most High is calling you whoremongers, you know it's a hoe. Whoremongering is um, somebody who's lusting after hoes. So if Shimshon saw a harlot, you already know he's a whoremonger. So he saw a hoe and he went into her, meaning he had sex with her. Um, and then somebody went and told the Gadites, the Gazites, saying Samson, they say Samson, I already told you I'm in the King James, but his name is Shimshon, is come here. And they came to him and laid in wait for him all night at the gate of the city and were quite quiet, excuse me, all the night saying in the morning, when it's dead, we're going to kill him. Then Shimshon, which is Samson, and I'm going to use that interchangeably, but you already know his name is Shimshon. Then Shimshon lay with the woman until midnight, and then he got up at midnight, and then he took the doors of the gate of the city off the hinges and the two posts and went away with them, the bar and all. He put them upon his shoulders, and he carried them up to the top of the hill that is before Hebron. Now, I want to say this. Why on earth do the sons of Zion keep messing with these um, females outside their nation? We have, I already told you, the children of Israel been doing the same thing since biblical days. They've been doing the same thing, the men and the women. They've been doing the same thing since their ancestors was born. The progeny of the original 12, they've been doing the same thing. And I mean it. When you, you will continue to see that the sons of Zion will keep messing with these people outside their own nation. Even the most high says, what is wrong with you? He's going to be saying that when we get to Solomon, which his name is not Solomon. But anyway, he's going to be saying that too. Like, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? That your own counterparts is not good enough for you. I don't get it. None of us do. But I'm going to keep reading. And this is going to be Shimshon's downfall, by the way. And we're going to talk about it. But anyway, then afterward, he loved the woman. Okay, after all of that, he loved the woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Now, here's another example of a child of Israel messing with somebody outside the nation and how it's going to lead to his downfall. This is how uh, Shimshon's downfall came about. Every time the Most High raised somebody up, they start acting headstrong, hard-headed, stiff-necked, and the Most High got to allow them to be put down by the heathen. Even though Shimshon was someone who was a judge over Israel, he wasn't a very good one. But leaving to the, uh, the pagans that say, oh, Samson and Delilah was good lovers and all that. No, they wasn't. And I'm going to read it. 
So now Shimshon start loving a Philistine woman called Delilah. And the lords of the Philistine came to her and said to her, entice Shimshon and see where his great strength lies and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him and afflict him. And we will give you every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. This is what they say to Delilah. And she's down like a clown with it. She's down with it because those are her countrymen. She don't owe nothing to the children of Israel. All she wants is what every woman outside the nation wants. A romp in the hay. That's what she wants. And she's down to set um, Shimshon up. And she's going to. Okay? This is not a game. All right? So she's she's going with her people. She's with her people. And they are plotting to set uh, Shimshon up. Uh-huh. So Delilah said to Shimshon, now they messing around. Tell me. Where does your strength lies? You know, I'm clifting it up, even though, you know, because it's being bad, but I'm still reading it straight up the King James. She said, where does your strength lie that you might be bound um, and be afflicted? So she's actually giving Shimshon the hint that she going to rat him out. She's giving him a hint and he knows it. And he's still moving on with it. This is how stupid they get around a piece. And you know what I mean. And Shimshon said to her, if they buy me now, he's messing with her now. He's just playing with her. He's going to do this a couple of times before the real stuff go down. If they, and he's answering her, if they buy me with seven green whiffs that were never dry, meaning um, like vines, then I will be weak as another man. So this is what, you know, he's playing with her head. But even though he's playing with her head, he's still... Uh, moving forward with the nonsense. I mean, he shouldn't even be entertaining this. Nevertheless, he is. Then the lords of the Philistines bought up her seven green... Now listen, now he's telling her how he would be um, defeated. And here she goes, she went and, go, went and told the lords of the Philistines, and I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to say, we on verse eight, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to say, you see how they say in the Lord's? So how can you call the most high, the Alpha and the Omega, a Lord or even a God when they call in all the rest of these things or people, Lords and Gods? The most high is in no class with anybody. He's far from human um, titles and stuff like that. And these are the titles that we use. The most high said he's I am, Yahuwah, in his Hebrew language. So why would you be calling him God or Lord? This is what you don't understand. People who don't read the Bible, people who cannot um, comprehend what's being said, they are being led by the devil and they follow right behind it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, verse eight, and the lords of the Philistines brought Delilah seven green cords, long cords that haven't been dried. And she bound um, Shimshon with it. Now, there were men lying, waiting for him, okay? Laying in the cut, waiting for him. And what I mean by laying in the cut, like they hiding, waiting for her to bind, to bind him 
so that they could come and get him. Now, remember, Shimshon is the enemy of the Philistines. He's the enemy. Nevertheless, Shimshon is messing with an enemy, one of the women of the enemy. And the women, they are plotting to bind him and kill him. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Okay? Now, there were men lying and hiding, abiding with her in the chamber. They was in the chamber with her. And she said to um, Shimshon, the Philistines are coming, Samson. You know, his name is Shimshon, but I'll be using Samson, Shimshon interchangeably, but you already know his name is Shimshon. And he broke the wits of the thread. Um, and he broke the wits as a thread of tow is broken when he touches the fire. This is the uh, King James Version. So his strength was not known. So naturally... He said, if you buy me with some um some uh cords, some um you know ropes from the trees, the um tree ropes, I don't know. Or um what do they call them? Um I can't remember. It says seven green whiffs. Um, that wasn't dry. So I guess it's like um, some tree um, vines. So that's what it was. She bound him with vines first and that didn't work. And then Delilah said to Shimshon, you have mocked me and you told me lies. Now tell me, how can you be bound? And he said to her, if they bind me fast with new ropes, ropes that have never been occupied, then shall I be weak just as another man. And Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him. Notice how she has all these things. Naturally, she has all these things because she got people in the room with her. And said to him, the Philistines are on, um, here they come, Samson. And there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber. And Samson broke from those vines again, off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said to Shimshon, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me where thou mightest be bound. So she, she wants to know how, how can he be bound? Why is he so strong and why is everything they do to him, he can't be bound? And he said unto that, if you read, listen to me, this is why I'm reading it. If you read the ESV, if you read any other Bible, aside from the King James Version and the Sefa, you will not get what I'm getting ready to read to you. Again, why am I reading this? Because you have to know that these scriptures are of a particular set apart people. Just like I said, every time I talk about the Old Testament and the New, the people were melanated. Now, this is how you're going to know they was melanated. Verse 13, and Delilah said to Shimshon, hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou might be bound. And he said to her, Samson said to her, Shimshon, Samson, if you weave the seven locks of my head with the web, verse 14, and she fastened it upon, fastened it with the pen, and he said, and said unto him, the Philistines be upon the meaning, here comes the Philistines. Every time he tells her how to bind him, 
she buys him and then she'll tell him the Philistines are here. The stupidity of it all. Samson Shimshon knows that the Philistines is in the room. He knows and he's not worried about it. That's how sure he is of himself. Not worried about that. They're in the room with them. Okay? And every time he tells her how he could be bound and brought down to his knees, it's a lie. But he's going to tell her the truth. So he didn't already told her two lies. And he already knows that the people are in the room with her because they are her people. She's a Philistine right with them. So he said, if you weave seven locks of my hair, now let me stop that there and say this. Who wears locks? Even today, certain people who are not the original children of Israel who turn around and lock up their hair too is only doing it for a fad. The children of Israel always wore braids of gold and silver and pearls in their hair. This is all through the scriptures. And I did a lesson on it and I will be uploading that lesson on Wednesday. Wednesday, the uh, 11th, I will be uploading this. So understand what I'm saying to you. The children of Israel, it is, and I already tell you who the children of Israel are and you will know Definitely beyond the shadow of a doubt during my lesson on the 11th. And today happens to be the 7th. So as you know, the children of Israel always wore locks on their hair because they have the type of hair that if you never mess with it, it will lock up by itself. So that's exactly what happened because we understand that when uh, Manoah, who was blessed by the Most High and his wife to have Shimshon, they said that he's going to be a Nazir, meaning dedicated to the Most High, that's Hebrew, dedicated to the Most High, and his hair will never be cut. So for those people who they call Black, even though you already know the term a Black person is a social construct, a melanated man who is a child of Israel, if you never touched his hair, it would lock up. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm going to read it again, 13, verse 13 of chapter 16. And Delilah said to Shimshon, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me how you may be bound. I'm saying in my words, but we in the King James. And Shimshon said to her, if thou weavest, if you weave the seven locks of my hair with a web, and she fastened it with a pen and said to him, the Philistines be upon you and out of his sleep. And he went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. Now, what does that mean? It means he's telling her, if you take seven locks of my hair, because he must have several locks and several don't mean seven. Several means multiple. So if you take seven locks of my hair and you twist them up and you pin them up to my head, I'm going to be weak. And that's exactly what she did. And he wasn't weak because that was not the secret. That's not the secret to his power. That wasn't the secret. Do you see how he keeps testing her? Also notice when I read this, that there's Philistines in the room and he's not worried about it because he's stronger than all of them. And his faith is so much in the most high that he's being reckless with this heathen heifer. Okay. He's being reckless with her. And this is the problem with Shimshon. So there's a problem with Shimshon. And he about, he's, 
he's about to get um, messed up behind this heifer. So know that if you, he's saying, if you weave seven locks of my head, who wears locks? Only one particular people wear locks. And those people were scattered among the four corners of the earth. Only they wear locks. Okay? The people who are in the land of their captivity, they wear locks. Mm-hmm. Yes, they wear locks. And anybody else who is not of the children of Israel is doing it out of um, a fad. So you already know who this person is who has seven locks. If you're taking seven locks and you're twisting them and putting them, pinning them up on their head, seven locks, you already know who these people are. Now I'm gonna keep moving on. And she said to him, how can you say I love you? Because she already know this didn't work out. If you're just pinning the locks to his head, you're twisting this, he already has locks. If you're uh, twisting seven of the locks together and pinning it on his head, it ain't gonna work. So now she's upset and she's saying, you don't love me, okay? How can I be with you when your heart is not with me? And this is what she's saying. I'm gonna say it in the King James Version, but you know, I'm gonna break it down in regular English. And she said unto him, I'm on verse 15, how canst thou say I love thee when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lies. And it came to pass, which means later on, she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Meaning she kept plucking his last nerve until he said, let me tell this half of what's really going on so she can leave me alone. That's basically what he's saying. She begged him and plucked his nerves and, and was nagging, 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 nagging for days. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Until he finally told her. And then here we go. Chapter 17. I mean, verse 17. He told her the secret. Okay. And I'm going to read it straight up from the King James. And then I'm going to say it in my way. And he told her all his heart. And he said to her, there have not come a razor among my head. For I have been a Nazia unto the most high from my mother's womb. Now, let me stop that right there. In the... Um, in the King James, it says Nazarite. Now, why do words matter? Because when you hear Nazarite, you hear the place Nazarite and the people who live there. Just like I'm from New York. If I say I'm a New Yorker. But you must understand, Nazir is a Hebrew word that means dedicated to the most high. That's what people need to understand. Why do words um, mean so much? Why do different languages, it's important to um to um, transcribe a word to the purest that it could be in that language because changing the word in any way can mean anything else. And just in the King James, it says Nazar Nazarite. And I'm going to tell you too what it says in the Amplified. And it says, come on, 16, 16, 17, hold on. It says Nazarite in the King James and the Amplified when it said when it means Nazir, meaning dedicated to the most high. That's what it says in the Sifa. Dedicated to the most high. So I'm gonna read it again. And I'm gonna say it the way it's supposed to be said. And he told her the secret, and he said to her, No razor has ever touched my head, 
Um, for I have been dedicated to the Most High, meaning Nazia, from my mother's womb. Now, you already know when the angel went to his father and told him and the mother that you're going to have a child and no razor should ever touch his head. So if no razor ever touched Shimshon's head, his head locked up and there was locks. So thereby, you know what kind of person, what his countenance, meaning his skin color and um, the person he was, his description. He sure wasn't non-melanated with locks. He was deeply, richly melanated with locks. And that's what he was. So if he was deeply, richly melanated with locks, what was his mother and father? And what line was he in? Understand who the people are. Okay? I mean, I don't understand why I have to keep putting two and two and keep letting you um, understand what's going on when you should understand what's going on when you're reading this. This is the whole point of the Cliff Notes. You need to go and edify your spirit with the word of the Most High. That's what you need to do. And once you do, you will see the descriptions or read the descriptions of who the real people are because it's in there. And you will know that in my next lesson coming next Wednesday. You will know that because I'm reading straight up from the scriptures. And the King James, by the way. Anyway, I'm going on. I'm going to read it again. And he told her the secret. And he said to her, I've been a Nazia since the day I was born. I'm saying it my way. And if I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. And I shall become weak, just like any other man. And this is the truth. And when Delilah heard that, she told the secret to the uh, Philistines. And she sent for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up at once. He told me all his secrets. Then the Lord of the Philist the Lords of the Philistines came up and brought money and put money in her hand. What did I tell you? She was rocking with the Philistines. She's a Philistine. This is why the Most High said, don't go to other nations because they worship devils. This is why. Because they're not going to turn to the Most High. They're going to turn to their own traditions and their own religions, which is worshiping devils. Now, we're not going to keep going through this. But if you've been um, with me since the beginning and I've been reading um, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, uh, Yahshua, and now Judges, you already know that all the rest of the world worship devils. And the Most High is with the children of Israel. So since Shimshon wants to go with this uh, heathen woman who worships devils, he's going to get what he gets. Now we're going to keep moving. So she didn't call for the lords of the Philistines and now they upon him. And they um, they uh, binded him and beating him up. They shaved his head. Wait a minute. I didn't, I'm getting hit about that. So she called for them at once and uh, for he have shown me all his heart, meaning the secret. Then the lords of the Philistines came up upon her and they brought money in her hand. Okay, so she sold him out for some money. And she can't, and she made Shimshon go to sleep on her knees. She sent word for them, go to sleep. And she called for a barber. It says she called for a man, but naturally he's a barber. And she told the barber to shave off seven locks of his head. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? She called for a barber, and this is verses. 17 through 19 of chapter uh, uh, chapter 16. She called for a barber to cut off seven locks of his head. 
Now, in other, in the regular um, Bibles that change all the words, they would say braids. But even if a man had braids, what man has braids? That's non-melanated. So that right there debunks the myth that Jesus and whoever else is non-melanated. Why does that matter? Because those people who look like the Most High and look like Yahshua, because you know there's no Jesus, those are the blessed people. And they happen to be melanated, not non-melanated. That's why it's the psychological uh, abuse that's being spewed. The people who look like a God are supposed to be godly and supposed to be above everybody else. Ne um, notice that I'm using uh, regular carnal words. However, the most high, remember the most high said, Let let's make man in our image. So naturally, if he's going to make a human being in his image, they have to look like him, right? To the best of the Most High's ability as an earthly man. And remember, Yahshua, who they changed the name to a Latin word, Jesus. It has to look like the Most High. And the Most High, what you're looking at in these paintings from Michelangelo is not Yahshua. It's Jesus, a, a Latin man who has blonde locks and alabaster skin. But he sure ain't Yahshua with burnt brass skin and woolly hair. Now that's what it says Yahshua looks like. And I already, I will be uploading that lesson. Just saying. I say that to say Shimshon, who they call Samson, you already know they changed his name, looks just like Yahshua. And as a matter of fact, Yahshua is in the line of the king and the priest. I'm not going to go deep into that because then I'll be getting ahead of the lesson that I'm going to upload on Wednesday. But anyway, like I said, seven locks of Shimshon's hair was cut off. And now the Philistines, they came, they start beating him up and his strength went from him. So he couldn't, he couldn't um, beat them anymore because he told this heifer from another nation his secret. And the heifer did not keep the secret. She wanted her money. She's rocking with her own nation and she don't care about the child of Israel. And this is what happened to Shimshon for him. Keep going to these heathens. All right. Keep going to the heathen nations like the most high said, stop. And that's what happened to him. Now, after she said, um, the Philistines are upon you, Shimshon. He woke up out of his sleep and he said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself, meaning he's going to uh, bust through all these um, heathens and, and beat them all up and kill them. But he couldn't. And he was not that the most high was departed from him. He couldn't break through because he told this heathen woman his secret about the locks in his hair growing long because that's where his strength was. And she got somebody to cut him off. Uh-huh, not completely, but they took off seven locks of his head and he got real weak. So now that they bind him and doing all this stuff to him, they can do whatever they want to to him because of what his lower member is wanting from these heathens. When you think with the wrong head, things happen and not for the better. Now, verse 21, and the Philistines took Shimshon and put his eyes out so they plucked out his eyes and they brought him down to Gaza and bound him 
with chains of brass. Now it says fetters of brass, but fetters means chains. And he grind and he did grind in the prison house. That means they put him to work in the prison house. However, the hair on his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Now, his whole head was not shaven. Only seven locks were. Okay, we don't know how many locks he had on his head, but they were shaved off. Seven locks were shaved off. Okay, then they begin to grow back because the Most High can do whatever he wants to. And since he was one of the judges, the Most High is going to give him that power back. But he's going to make Samson slash. Shimshon worked for that because he knew he was wrong, okay? And the lords of the Philistines, I'm on 23, the lords of the Philistines gathered um, together to offer a sacrifice to their god, Dagon, and rejoice. For they said, our God has delivered Shimshon, our enemy, into our hand, even though he didn't. Shimshon telling the secret to the heathen that's what delivered him um, to the uh, Philistines. This is because Shimshon was thinking with the wrong head. Mm -hmm. And when the people saw um, Shimshon, they praised their God, Dagon. For they said, our God, Dagon, delivered Shimshon into our hands. The destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. Verse 25. And then when their hearts were merry, that they said, call for Shimshon so we can make a sport of him, meaning they're going to make fun of him. And they called for Shimshon out of the prison house and they made fun of him. And they set him between two pillars, meaning they walked him out of the building and they set him in between the building because there's pillars that held up the building. And Shimshon said to the little child that was leading him by the hand, um, please bring me to the pillars. I'm saying it in my language because this is confusing. I'll read it in the regular um, King James and then I'll say it so you can understand. Then Shimshon said unto the lad that held him by the hand, suffer me that I may feel the pillars where upon the house standeth that I may lean upon them. Meaning, um, he told the kid, can you please bring me between these two pillars so that I could um, lean upon them because I can't see. And the house was full of men and women and all the lords of the Philistine were there and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld Samson to be made sport of. That means there was 3,000 people there, all um, upperclassmen of the Philistines so that they could make fun of him. Remember, there wasn't no TV. So they had to make a, you know, a court jester, a fool out of somebody. So that's what Samson was, a child of Israel they brought down to make fun of him for killing all their countrymen. So that's what they did. Verse 28, and Samson called unto the Most High and said, O Elohim, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. Asking the Most High, please just give me my strength one more time, O L, that I may just once avenge, be avenged of the Philistines for taking out my eyes. Uh-huh. And Shimshon took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood. Remember, their infrastructure depended on the pillars that stood there. 
and on which it was bored up of the one which was on the right hand and the other which was on his left. And Shimshon said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. And I'm gonna explain that in a minute. Verse 31. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Esterol in the burying place of Manoah, his father. And he judged Israel 20 years. Now, what does that mean? When the Philistines came and bound him, first they cut his hair off because he told the heifer his real uh, secret. They came and they um, cut his hair off. And then they plucked out his eyes. Then they brought him to their jail, the Philistine jail. They made him work. And then they start mocking him. He was blind and they start doing all kinds of stuff to him in his blindness. The same stuff they did to the children of Israel there. They could pluck out your eyes. They could hang you in a tree. They could cut your, uh, your member off. That's what they all did all the time. When you, when you hear that they made people eunuchs, it's the same thing they did in slavery days. When they make you a eunuch, that means they cut your sexual part off. And for some reason, every person that's against the children of Israel is always going to their sexual parts. You see how heathenistic they are? This stuff never changes. The world works in a circle. Okay, I already told you, just like um, um, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. The same thing that happened in Old Testament, New Testament, and now in current days still happens. The heathens are very heathenistic or hedonistic, always thinking about sexual parts, always. So that's exactly what happened back then. So after they, um, after um, the most, um, excuse me, after Shimshon prayed to the most high and asked him, please bring my strength back. And let me die with these heathens since I kept messing with them. Let me die with them. And the Most High obliged him. And he pulled down the pillars of that house, which they um, mocked Shimshon in. And it was 3,000 approximately. And he killed them all. Then after that, the children of Israel went down there. They retrieved Samson slash Shimshon. You know his real name is Shimshon. So. I'm saying Samson because some people only know him as Samson, but his real name is Shimshon. So they retrieved him and they buried him where his fathers was. What's the moral of the story? Abide by the law, statutes, precepts, and commands of the most high children of Israel. That's the moral of chapter 16. Even though he was a judge of the children of Israel who keep following behind heathens, his personal story is a testament that the sons of Zion keep following after their, their Achilles heel is a hoe from another nation. Straight up. That's their Achilles heel. They keep following after these children from other nations. And the Most High said, okay, you want that? I'm going to let you have it. And then you're going to get punished. Because when you break the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High, you shall get punished. Most High said, I am going to punish my children. Oh, yes. Why do you think we in Jacob's trouble? You know, his name wasn't Jacob, it's Yaakov, which the Most High changed to Yasharel, who they call Israel. You already know we in Jacob's trouble for those people who don't um, 
even use the Hebrew words. You know that. And we still, we're not angry. So now I'm on chapter um, 17. You already know um, Shimshon ruled or he judged the children of Israel for 20 years. Now he passed away. And now I'm on chapter 17. And now I'm going to the end. I'm just going to read it straight through. Okay. So. This is Micah's idolatry. idolatry. There was a man of the hill country of Ephraim. So you know he was in uh, one of the children of Israel whose name was Micah. And he said to his mother, the 1100 pieces of silver which were taken from you about which you cursed the thief and also spoke about in my hearing, behold, the silver is with me, I took it. And his mother said, blessed be the son before the most high. He returned the 1100 pieces of silver to his mother. And she said, I had truly dedicated the silver from my hand to the most high for my son in his name to make an image carved from wood and played it with silver and a cast image of silver. So now I will return it to you. So when he returned the silver to his mother, she took 200 pieces of silver and gave them to the silversmith who made of it an image of silver plated wood and a cast image of solid silver. And they were in the house of Micah. Now the man of Micah had a house of gods, which was a shrine. And he made an ephod. I already told you what the ephod was. And teraphim and dedicated and installed one of the sons who became his personal priest. Ephod is a, a like a, um, a apron of a priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel. This is why we in the book of Judges, because there was no king. It's just judges. Those who the Most High rose up, meaning he um, brought forth to judge the children of Israel and um destroy those who was coming against Israel. That's why this book is called the book of Judges because there was no king. So in those days, I'm on chapter six, I mean, verse six, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. That means they were sinning, meaning the children of Israel because this book is the children of Israel's books. Now there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah from the family of the tribe of Yahuda, Judah, who was a Levite, and he was staying there temporarily. When the man left the town of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place, and as he journeyed, he came upon the hill country of Ephraim to the house of Micah. Micah said to him, where do you come from? And he said to him, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Yahuda, and I am going to stay wherever I can find a place. And Micah said to him, live here with me and be a father and a personal priest to me. And I will give you 10 pieces of silver each year and supply of clothing and your substance room and board. So the Le Levite went in and started living with him. And the Levite agreed to live with the man. And the young man became to Micah one of his sons. And Micah dedicated, installed the Levite and the young man became his priest 
and lived in the house of Micah. And Micah said, now I know that the Most High will favor me and make me prosper because I have a Levite as my priest. Now, if you notice it, one of the children of Israel wants a personal priest because you already know the priests were the ones who was um, dedicated to the Most High. So now this man who is a child of Israel believes that he's going to be blessed because he has a priest in his house. Okay, so he's being idolatrous. He's being idolatrous. Because his personal um, thoughts and feelings is, oh, since I got a priest, I'm going to be blessed. So I'm a, I'm going to uh, appeal to this priest, which you ain't supposed to be doing that. Because it's all about the most high. Anyway, now, um, you know that this man was uh, being idolatrous. So now we're on chapter 18. And I'm going to read it through. The Danites seek territory. In those days, there was no king of Israel. I'm reading from the um, Amplified, so I'm just going to be using the words until I'm not. Because you already know these words have been changed. So in those days, there was no king of Israel. Um, and the, uh, the tribe of the Danites was seeking an inheritance of land for themselves to live in. For until then... An inheritance had not been allotted to them as the possession among the tribes of Israel. Now, why? I already told you before, they was too lazy to go up there and fight. Either they was lazy or they didn't want to because they didn't trust and have faith in the Most High. They wasn't um, loyal to the Most High. I already told you that. So the Most High is just sitting there shaking his head when he already told them, I'm going to deliver all these people into your hand. But they have to do the work. You got to do the work. You can't just sit there because faith without works is dead. So verse two. So the sons of Dan sent from the total number of their extended family, five great men from Zorah and Ashtol to scout out the land and explore it. And they said to him, go explore the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim to the house of Micah and lodged there. Then they passed near Micah's house. They recognized the voice of the young man, the Levite, and they turned aside there and said to him, who brought you here? And what are you doing in this place? And what do you have here? And he said to them, Micah has done this and that for me. And he has hired me and I have become his priest. And they said to him, please ask of the most high so that we may know whether our journey on which we are going will be successful. And the priest said to him, go in peace. The journey on which you are going is acceptable to the most high. Then five men went on and came to Laish and saw the people who were there how they were living securely in the style of the Sidonians, quiet and peaceful, and there was no oppressive magistrate in the land, humiliating them in anything, and they were far from the Sidonians and had no dealings with anyone. Verse 8, the five men came back home to their brothers of Zoah and Estol, and their brother said to him, what do you have to report? 
they said, arise and let us go against them for we have seen the land and behold, it is good, meaning fertile. Will you sit still and do nothing? Do not hesitate to go to enter, to take possession of the land. When you enter, you will come to people feeling safe and secure with a spacious land widely extended on all sides for the most high has given it into your hands a place where there is no lack milk and honey of anything that is on the earth 11 then from the tribal family of the danites from zora and from estol 600 men armed with weapons of war set out 12 they went up and camped out at kerith jerem and judah Therefore, they have called that place, excuse me, Manana Dan to this day. It is west of Kirif Jerem. 13. They went from them, excuse me, they went from there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to Micah's house. Verse uh, 14. Danites take Micah's idols. Then the five men who had gone to scout the country of Laish said to their relatives, do you know that there are in these houses an ephod, an image of silver-plated wood, and the cast image of solid silver? Now, therefore, consider what you should do. So they turned in that direction and came to the house of the young Levite at the home of Micah and asked him how he was doing. Now, 600 men armed with their weapons of war, who were the sons of Dan, that's the line of Dan, stood in the entrance of the gate. Now the five men who had gone to scout the land went up and into the house and took the image of the silver-plated wood, the ephod, the teraphim, and the casted image of solid silver. While the priest stood by the entrance of the gate and the 600 men armed with weapons of war, when five, when these five men went into Micah's house and took the plated image, the ephod, the teraphim, and the cast image, the priest asked them, what are you doing? They said, keep quiet, put your hand over your mouth and come with us and be a father and a priest to us. It is better for you to be a priest to the house of one man or to be a priest to a tribe and family of Israel. Then the priest's, the priest's heart was glad to hear that. And he took the ephod and teraphim and the image and went among the people. Now you see how eager this man is to be over somebody. You see how idolatrous this all is becoming? This is why the Most High shakes his head and allows all this stuff to happen to the children of Israel. 21. So they turned and left and they put the children and livestock and the valuables and supplies in front of them. When they had gone some distance from the house of Micah, the men who were living in the houses near Micah's house assembled as a militia and overtook the sons of Dan. They shouted to the Danites who turned and said to Micah, what is your reason for assembling against us? He said, you have taken away my gods, listen to what the children are doing, which I have made and the priests and have gone away. What else do I have left? 
how can you say to me, what is the reason? And the sons of Dan said to him, do not let your voice of complaint be heard among us or else angry men will assault you and you will lose your life among, along with the lives of everyone else in your household. Then the Danites went on their way and Micah saw that they were too strong for him. So he turned and went back to his house. They took the idolatrous things that Micah had made and his priests, and they came to Laish to a people who were quiet and secure, and they struck them with the edge of the sword and buried, excuse me, and burned the city with fire. And there was no one to rescue them because it was far from Sidon and they had no dealings with anyone. It was in the valley which belongs to Beth Rehob. And they rebuilt the city and lived in it. They named the city Dan after Dan, their forefather, who was born to Israel, Yahoo. However, the original name of the city was Laish. The tribe of the sons of Dan set up an image of silver-plated wood for themselves. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, which is in the line of the Levites, and his sons were priests of the tribe of the Danites until the day of captivity, captivity and exile from the land. So they set up for themselves Micah's silver-plated wooded image, which he had made and kept it throughout the time that the house of Yah was in Shiloh. Do you see how they become idolatrous? Do you see how they are, if they don't hear from the Most High, they lost. When they do hear from the Most High, they don't listen. You see how hard-headed and stiff-necked they are? Now, people today wonder why um, the people who were set all over the four corners of the earth who are living in the land of their captivity now are the lowest on the total pole. They wonder why. This is why. This is the root of why. Because their forefathers are the children of Israel that never listen to the Most High. You see when the Most High um, allows them to um, try to assemble and get themselves together, you see what they do? They start acting like fools right in the Most High's face. You see that the Most High never left them. At this time, the Most High never left them, but the Most High is giving them judges. You see when Shimshon dies, they don't have nobody, so they just start acting crazy. This is what they do. This is why they at the bottom of the totem pole today. Their progeny is at the bottom of the totem pole today. Even though they wasn't there. You see how most people will say, well, my, um, my forefathers put people in slavery. I didn't do it. Even though they didn't do it, they're going to suffer the sins of their forefathers. Just like the children that's living in they, uh, the land of their captivity today is suffering for their forefathers. You see the stuff that they're doing? The children that's living in the um, land of their captivity today, they're suffering for their forefathers' mistakes. And that's exactly what's going to happen to the people who put the... Um, the children of Israel in bondage. I don't care who it is. The people here, the Philistines, the um, the Medes, the Persians, Romans, the Greeks, they all going to suffer for putting the children of Israel in bondage. 
just like the Philistines and the uh, parasites and the whoever else, they're all going to suffer. But right now, the children of Israel are suffering. And right now, as we read in um, chapter 16, 17, and 18, after Shimshon died, for, for following behind the Philistines, a Philistine woman, after he died, and there's nobody to watch over them because they want a king like everybody else, they turn around and they do all kinds of stuff, idolatrous stuff. And the Most High is allowing them to get reprimanded. He's allowing them. He's allowing other nations to tear them up, even today. The children of Israel, who are the progeny of these people, yes, in the Old Testament, they suffering from the sins of their forefathers. And everybody who walks this earth will also suffer for the sins of their forefathers for putting the children of Israel in bondage. It's a prophecy. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. It's in books outside the um, Bible. It's in all kinds of books, prophetic books. They're going to get this. The children of Israel is going to get theirs first. That's what the Most High said. So with that, I hope you learn something. I know I ramble on, but I, you need to get what I'm saying. I want to give you so much stuff, so much that I'm rambling all over the place. Because if I just tell you certain things, you're not going to get everything I want you to get. So we know from chapter 16, 17, and 18 that this last judge who is Shimshon still didn't listen to the Most High. Even though the Most High granted his last request after his seven locks got cut off, then um, chapter seventeen and eighteen they start acting fools, foolish, because there's no um, judge to come um, and 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 set things right. Every time the Most High gives them the free will, the the the, um, the decision to exercise their free will, when the Most High gives the children of Israel the decision to exercise their free will. They turn around and start acting like fools. We all got a free will, just like the angels. When the Most High stands aside and let them, test them to see what they're going to do with their free will, what do they do? Start acting like fools. Being idolatrous, following other nations. Oh, they want a king like another nation. They want to do this. They want to do that. They start turning around and acting like fools. And what does the Most High do? Reprimand them. Now, the Most High already gave them the Lord, statutes, precepts, and commands from the beginning. Told them to write it on the mountain, write it on that treetops, write it everywhere so that you won't forget it, your children won't forget it, and your children's children and the progeny after that. And what do they do? Still turn around and start acting like stupid fools. Uh -huh. As a matter of fact, when the, mo when the most high said a fool is the worst thing you could be, and that's what they turn around to be. It's such a travesty that the children of Israel continue to show they behind over and over and over and over and over and over. Just like um, um, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. You know who the children of Israel are because they keep doing the same thing. They keep doing the same thing from the Old Testament, New Testament until today. They keep doing the same thing. They wear locks in their hair. They wear braids in their hair. They, their skin is like burnt brass, just like Yahshua's, which like I said, you will hear in next week's lesson. I mean, they keep doing the same thing. You know who the children of Israel are. When you start coming into the understanding and the truth of who the children of Israel are, then you will know who the children of Israel are not. You will know who the pretenders are. 
You will know that Jesus ain't real. You will know religion is a social construct. You will have to understand it. Okay? And then when you start following the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, and Yeshua um, and the Most High searches your heart with the Ruach, he will start telling you truthful things and you will start hearing from the Ruach. I mean, you have to, you have to. You have to search for the most high 10 times more because times are really wicked. Not only am I quoting the Bible, I'm quoting the book of Ezra. I quote the book of Ezra a lot because it's telling you straight out. The most high is telling you straight out who the children are, who they not, what's going to happen in the um, last days. He's telling you straight off the bat. That's why I keep quoting these other books because they tell you straight off the bat. And you wonder why these other books ain't in here. It is calculated the devil is calculating the devil is calculating i'm telling you and it's not in a good way and when you keep following that devil you're gonna get exactly what the devil gets i already told you and i continue to tell you and i will continue to tell you the devil does not like human beings even his own children and his followers he don't and if you don't believe me go to the apocalypse of abraham he's telling you soon as you start listening to that devil listening to him i mean because we hear negative thoughts and feelings. We hear that all the time. We hear it. But when you start listening to it and abiding by it, that's when you're in trouble. Okay? I know I preach a lot. I know I, I got to get this. I got you. I got you, number one. I'm going to give you everything I got. But I need you to get what I'm saying. I need you to understand what I'm saying. I need you to hold on and listen to what I'm saying. I'm going to give you the book, the chapter, the verse, everything. You can always bring your Bible when I do the, um, the scriptural studies because I'm going to tell you where I'm coming from. I got to explain it in regular language too because all this D and thou drives me nuts. So that's all English. It's not Hebrew. That's why I say it in my own language. But um, I'm going to give you everything I got. I mean, time is, time is of the essence, people. Time is of the essence. And we breezing through these books. We on we on the seventh book right now. Judges is the seventh book. And the whole point of Judges is because the children, the children was led out of um, Egypt. They was led out of the wilderness. The Most High gave them the lands that they supposed to do. And they still ain't doing what they supposed to do. Nevertheless, they looking for a king because they want direction. Why are you looking for direction when you got the creator of the universe right there in your midst? I don't get it, but this is what we're dealing with. So we're still in judges, and since they keep bumping their heads when the Most High is right there and telling them what to do, they keep bumping their heads. Oh, the Most High said, I'm going to give you these people in your hands. Just go out and fight them. What do they do? Stand there and cower. It's just too much. So now you know where we are. Next week, y'all willing, when we do the last um, part, which is... Um, uh, outline number or cliff note, which is the outline. Outline number seven, which is the last one, which is 1920 and 21. Uh, we'll be out of the book. And then we'll be going into um, roof. So um, uh, these last chapters, 1920 and 21, is going to lead to roof. So um, I hope that this message edify you. And I hope that every time I get on 
this lesson, whether it be a, a, a daily lesson or a cliff note, I hope that I'm getting through to you. I know I'm a New York woman who got a lot of metaphors, similes, slags, whatever you want to call it, but I'm trying to break it down as simply as possible so that you know who the people are we talking about, you know what kind of people they are, you know what vicinity they was in, you know um, vicinity meaning what part of the world they was in, you know who I'm talking about. And you have beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's no doubt who these people are. They're melanated people. And I also want you to know that melanation is wonderful and beautiful. There's nothing uh, wicked or nasty or unrighteous about being melanated. The Most High said, let us make man in our image. He's melanated. His child, his one and only begotten son is melanated. It's the line of Yahuda who's melanated. Everybody in the beginning of time was melanated. There was no non-melanation. Not unless it was a curse or some kind of plan from the Most High. And this is what I'm trying to get you to believe and understand. And how I'm getting you to believe it is I'm reading it. It's in the scriptures. I want you to seek the scriptures for yourself. Stop letting other people do it because they're being taught by the devil. And what I mean by that is religion itself is a construct of the devil. The devil uses constructs. The devil uses concepts and he uses mainstream society, people in power to, um, to uh, spread these doctrines. That's what I need you to understand. We gonna break these chains, honey. Cause the most high said the truth will be revealed in the end and we are in the end. Let he who has an ear hear what the rule I can say. So with that, I hope that I am edifying you. You stay with me. I will also be bringing some new things into uh, this uh, platform in 2023. I might start interviewing people. Who, who are telling truth. That's what I want to do. You know, I want to I want to do all these things so that you can have something to hold on to. We need to hold on to each other during these days. We need to assemble. I told you that's our power. We need to assemble. Okay? And I know there's many people that I even listen to are, are walking in the word and, and, and moving forward too. We need to assemble people. So with that, I say... Enjoy your Sabbath, and until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff Note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question, and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth of the Most High. 
but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.